You're listening to The Real Health Podcast by Ebony May. With comparison, you definitely need to just stay in your own lane. When you're too focused on other people, you're not growing yourself. You're just worrying about what everyone else is doing. guys happy friday welcome back to the real health podcast as always i am your host ebony may and today is an interview episode with bridget daisy a health and fitness enthusiast from perth and creator of the feel good fit six-week guide created for women who want to take control of their overall well-being shift their mindset and improve their fitness levels in this episode bridget and i chat about a lot of my favorite topics she opens up about the power of mindset and why it is such a focus of her ebook her goal-setting process and her best advice to set good goals, her PCOS journey, which she opens up about a lot and where she's currently at now, self-care and her tips on confidence, comparison and motivation. Here is my interview with Bridget Daisy. Bridget, welcome to the Real Health Podcast. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Thank you so much for having me, Ebony. I'm so excited to be here. I know that you've listened to a few episodes, so you know the first question I ask everyone is, what does real health mean to you? So yes, I do love your podcast. And um, to me, real health is basically like listening to your body, being kind to yourself and kind of just looking after it to according what it needs on that day, not to put like not putting too much pressure on yourself. And yeah, just being kind to yourself. Mm, I love that so much. I've recently done a little bit of a course where we talk about loving kindness and how we're so quick to give kindness to other people, but we don't give it to ourselves. Yes, that is so true. Like you're so kind to all of your friends. And then when you when it comes to yourself, you just put so much pressure on yourself. Exactly. I know. I don't know why we do it. We need to stop. <laughs> Literally, I know. Okay, so the next segment is the real recap. How has your last week been? So I think I've been doing a lot of personal development over the past few weeks and I think coming off of that I was kind of in a little bit of a slump. You know when you've just taken in so much info you're kind of just like digesting it all. So Mm -hmm. last week I was in a little bit of a slump and I'm kind of coming out of that now I'm feeling super motivated and inspired. So it's kind of a bit of a roller coaster I think. Yeah, and I feel like sometimes you get a little bit bit of fatigue. I know that we've done the same course recently, and for me that was so transformational. But then I think after it you kind of just want to not consume anything and let it simmer. Yes, literally. So I absolutely loved the self-development course we both did, and definitely afterwards you're kind of a bit mentally exhausted, I think. You learn so much. Literally, and it's kind of a game changer and you have to – reevaluate all of your previous beliefs and take that on so that's quite a lot Mm, yeah it's pretty heavy work especially because some of the beliefs that personally I was looking at I realized were stemmed so far back so it's a lot of heavy work to do yes exactly okay so the next thing I like to ask people is I don't really like to say you know what do you do or who are you type thing I like to ask what stage of life would you best describe what you're going through right now So I am going through a huge growth spurt. So back when the whole corona hit in March, I was working as a flight attendant. 
So my industry got hit huge. So I've kind of had to reevaluate my whole life because obviously there's no travel industry at the moment, but mm-hmm. I've kind of naturally fell into what I'm doing at the moment. So lots of social media work. So what I'm going through at the moment is a growth spurt, really. That's how I can describe it, I think. How did you handle, I just recently read your blog actually about getting um, stood down. How did that experience feel and how did you, what steps did you take to get through it? So at the start, it was so scary because I was in that industry for five years and that was all I knew. So I started in it when I was 18 and now I'm 22. So I didn't know any different and I was so scared. And also this is before we were told that we were getting any help from, you know, the government or anything. So it was just like a huge period of stress and having to reevaluate, you know, getting a new job, working out how to pay rent. But luckily everything fell into place. And but yeah, at the time I was an anxious mess and just trying to get by really. Yeah, no, I'm a lot the same. All of the work that I had in gyms is now non-existent, um, especially because I'm in Victoria. So it definitely is a hard thing to grapple with, but hopefully we are we are on the tail end of everything. It is such a weird world and you kind of just have to take everything as it comes. Like I think we just have to be so easy at adjusting. Like we have to just take everything as it comes really, you know. Oh, 100%. I want to know, why did you decide to go into the fitness industry and what do you think your personal philosophy regarding health and fitness is? I've always been interested in exercising, but I think previously my motivations for it were more external appearance-wise. But this year, I've been exercising mainly for my mental health because when coronavirus hit, that's how I kind of managed it all. Like, I just fell into exercising and used it as a comfort. It was my release, really. My philosophy towards exercising is definitely doing it for my mental health. I definitely used to do it for appearance, but now I exercise fully to look after my mind, to feel good throughout the day, and just to feel strong and empowered. I've noticed, I or like obviously everyone knows it's good for your mental health, but I think going through isolation, it has just reminded me how important it is. I noticed so much, especially because we can't go outside for more than an hour. I noticed when I don't take that hour to exercise, that difference in the feeling that I have. Yes, literally. Like I work out during the week and then on the weekends, I wish I could work out again, but I'm like, I don't want to push myself too hard. But on the mm. days where I do work out, I definitely feel amazing. Oh yeah, 100%. That's And that's why I love that you called your ebook Feel Good Fit because I think that it speaks to that philosophy so much. When you were creating that ebook, what did you what inspired you to do that? And I know that you said you wanted to inspire women to be proud of their body and what their body and mind can do. In the process of realizing, okay, I'm actually going to create this ebook. What was that experience like? Were you a bit nervous? Were you a bit scared? Oh my gosh, I was ridiculously scared and imposter syndrome definitely kicks in I was like why me like why should I be doing this and that's where I did a lot of self-development work and figured out you know what why not me like every like so many people have done this before me why am I stopping myself from doing it but I definitely Mm -hmm. started it to you know kind of show women that you don't need to be fitting a certain mold you can be doing this and working out exercising for yourself and for your mental health and the power that comes with that as well. Like taking control and like just doing it for yourself. The part of the Feel Good Fit ebook is 
there's a lot of mindset in there. Why do you, why would that so important to you to have such a focal point of mindset in the ebook? Yes, that is so true. Um, I definitely wanted Feel Good Fit to be all about mental and physical health because they definitely fall hand in hand. Because if you're not in a mentally good place, you're not going to want to be working out and vice versa. When you're not physically healthy, you don't feel the best mentally. So it's just so important to look after both of those aspects of your life, you know? Oh, yeah, 100%. I want to switch gears a little bit here and talk about goal setting. How do you personally set goals and what do you think is your biggest piece of advice for girls who are wanting to set some new goals? Oh my gosh, like setting goals is one of my absolute favorite things to do. And I kind of reevaluate my goals nearly every week or even every day. So I like to set a big goal. And when I'm like resetting all my goals and everything, I'll write them down on some paper and make a vision board as well. And a vision board can be visual and physical, like you can have magazines on a piece of paper or you can just create a Pinterest board and I love just looking up inspiration on Pinterest, Instagram but I do like to create to-do lists as well and that's kind of how I set out my weekly and daily goals and this helps me to stay so motivated and especially when you get a bit distracted you can just look back at your goals and to-do list and just keep on going and it's so good to write down your actual end game that you want because on days where you aren't feeling as motivated you can look back and remember why you're doing what you're doing so I guess like at the end of that it's so important to know why you're doing what you're doing and what your motivations are for actually achieving that goal because if it's an internal motivation something that you want to do for yourself you're going to feel so much better when you actually achieve that goal in comparison to an external motivation where you're doing it to, you know, impress someone else. I think it's so important to set some actions that will actually help you to achieve your goal. A couple of steps, but I guess you don't want to stop aiming for your goal if you don't know exactly where you want to be either. Just some general steps to get there would be awesome to help you out along the way. That'll help you stay motivated. Yeah, I love that so much. I think it's it's so easy to just write a bunch of goals and then be like, yeah, cool, I'm all done. But I think the process of working out, okay, what am I going to do? What am I? How am I going to break that down into smaller steps? I love doing that. There's a little bit of 2020 left. Do you have any big goals the rest of this year? Oh my gosh, yes. Everyone's saying 2020 is the worst year ever, but this has honestly been the best year of my life. It's been an awful year for so many people, but I've found so much good in this year. And I have some huge goals that are coming up for the end of the year, financial goals and, you know, social media goals and kind of things that I do want to try and get out of my comfort zone. Like I'm starting a YouTube channel and even coming on this podcast, like that's been huge for me as well. So yeah, I've got some big things coming up in the works. So exciting. Okay, I want to switch gears again and talk about something that I'm obsessed with, which is hormones. Um, You talk a lot about your PCOS through your different social media channels. Can you talk a little bit about your journey so far? Yes, so hormones are so important. And I feel like as women, we don't really get taught so much of this. And I know that I didn't get taught any of this in school. And my PCOS journey started when I was 20 Like my hormones have been fine growing up, completely normal. And then I was on the pill for, I think, four years. And then when I hit 20, I lost my period. Oh, I came off the pill and then I lost my period for a few months. So obviously the pill was kind of covering up my hormones because, you know, it like 
alters them completely. Mm-hmm. So I went to the doctors to get checked out for it and I got the, all the blood tests, ultrasounds, and that's what they do to check to see if you have PCOS. And yeah, so I found out I did have PCOS and I'd never heard about it before, but apparently it affects so many women. Apparently it's about 15% of women actually have PCOS, but it's something you never even hear about. So yeah, I also had the cystic acne symptoms. So that's another symptom of PCOS. And when I was 20, Mm -hmm. I broke out in acne, which I have never had before. So that's a huge hit on your self-esteem as well. Losing my period and also getting acne at the age of 20, it was huge. The doctor just told me to go back on the pill to kind of cover up the symptoms. Hate to deviate from medical advice, but I was kind of like, my body is telling me something's not right. I want to fix that and make sure it's okay and work out what the actual problem is. Yeah, I feel like there was just it would just be like such trial and error between like each person. How do you go with just maintaining your reduction of symptoms? So I do get flare-ups, but I think looking after yourself as much as you can, that's all you can do. So, you know, just exercising, drinking lots of water, eating your veggies, doing the best you can. It's just basically living a healthy, balanced life. That's all you can do. Okay, so I know that one big focus on your Instagram is talking about self-care. What do you think your top three go-to self-care practices are? Oh my gosh, I love self-care so much. And I think it is so important to incorporate it into your day every single day. I try and go out into nature, like just go for a little beach walk, get some fresh air and listen to a podcast. I find that that clears my head so much. And if I am having a bad day, just listening to a podcast that makes me feel good or listening to an audiobook out in nature makes me feel amazing. And it's such a big reset. Like I'll come back after that and be like, okay, I'm ready to take on my day. So that is one of the things I do. Another thing that I love to do is watch a good Netflix show and completely shut off from the world. You know, like get off social media, get off your phone and just watch a good show. And one of my favourite shows to just, you know, chill out to is The Bold Type. Have you watched that? Love The Bold Type. Yes. And just like an inspiring show that makes you feel good. So that's what The Bold Type does for me. I've rewatched it like five times. It's so good. I actually find that so motivating. You know, some shows you just want to keep watching and just be really lazy, but then that one actually makes me like after an episode, I'm like, okay, I need to do something. (laughs) Yes, that is so true. They're so inspiring. And another big thing that I love to do is journaling and meditating. So on the days where I do journal and meditate, I definitely feel so much better. And on the days that I don't, I can, I feel so agitated Like it makes the biggest difference for me when I meditate and journal down my thoughts. Mm, Journaling is huge for me. I think getting the like chatters within your mind down to a piece of paper is the biggest game changer. Yes, that is so true. And I've only just started incorporating it recently. And I don't know how I didn't do it before. It's amazing. Okay, so I love the little pep talks that you do on your social media, on your stories. I want you to give the listeners the first tip that comes to your mind with these three topics. So we've got the first one, which is confidence. So for me, confidence is something that I have struggled with for a long time. And everyone always thinks I'm a really confident person. And in some some aspects, I definitely am. But I think something that has helped me through all my nervous situations and helping me with confidence would be literally just faking it till you make it. I can, well, I just feel like if you put on a face and you look like you know what you're doing, 
people will think you know what you're doing. And that'll just get you through any situations I find. Like starting a new job, I just pretended I was fine and I knew exactly what I was doing. And especially, you know, job interviews or anything like that. Or even some people get so nervous talking on social media. I just find you just got to fake it until you make it and then you will become what you want to be. Step up into the person you already want to be, be that person and you'll turn into them. Yeah, I think that too. I feel like if you start faking it and then you'll realise that you're not faking it anymore and you're just actually confident. Yes, literally. I feel like you have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations to gain that confidence and you just got to pretend that you're already there. Okay, so next one is comparisonitis. So I feel like with comparison, we definitely all fall into this a lot. We fall into the trap of thinking the grass is always greener where everyone else is. But this is so not the case. And this is why I try and be so raw raw and real on social media because I never want anyone to look at me and think that I'm any better than them. So I feel like with comparison, you definitely need to just stay in your own lane, focus on being the next version of yourself every day and just being one step better than you were yesterday every single day. Focus on what you're doing because when you're too focused on other people, you're not growing yourself. You're just worrying about what everyone else is doing. So I think it is so much more important to just focus on your own growth, really. 100%. I love that. Okay, the last one I have is motivation. So with motivation, I find that I definitely need to write down what I want and put it somewhere where I always see. Like I'll set my phone background as something that I want to achieve. And another thing I like to do for motivation is tell someone what I want to do. Because as soon as you tell someone, you're accountable now. Like you have to get that done. And I feel like that helps me so much. And also with motivation, I find that if I surround myself with people who support me, motivate me and inspire me, I am way more likely to achieve what I want to do. And that's the same as following people on Instagram. I think it is so important to be so exclusive and careful with the people you surround yourself with and the people you follow because every bit of content you consume and every word you hear it has an impact on you and I think it's so important to be around people that inspire you and make you feel good because that is going to help you to level up yourself. Yes, I could not agree with more that. I love that. So I have loved chatting with you. These are all my questions, but I do have one last segment, which is quick cues. So I haven't sent these to you, just whatever comes to your mind first. Sounds good. Avo on toast or smoothie? Oh my gosh, that is such a tough one. I'm going to say avo on toast. You can't go wrong with avo on toast. Chocolate or caramel? Caramel, yum. And boat cruise or hiking trip? Hiking for sure. So good. Bridget, where can people find you for more? So my Instagram is at BridgetDaisyTwoWires. So I'm sure you'll put it in the show notes anyway. But yeah, everything's mm-hmm. just on my Instagram. You can find me there. Amazing. We've loved chatting with you and I can't wait for people to hear it. Thank you so much for having me and I hope you all enjoyed listening. That's a wrap on another interview episode for the Real Health Podcast. I so hope you enjoyed my chat with Bridget Daisy. If you'd like to hear or see more from me, pop over to my Instagram at Ebony May Health. We also have a podcast Instagram, which is at Real Health Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And until the next episode, I wish you happiness and real health.